1: As-salamu alaykum and welcome back to Smart Muslimer Podcast. My name is Farhat Amin, I'm your host. And um, I want to speak about Palestine because it's been on my mind for the past few days and I'm sure it's been on yours for you know since the attack on Al-Aqsa Mosque. And um, what I want to focus on really is that what can we do, because that's the thought that's been in my head, that um, when I see, when when we see the, the, the images and, and we see the posts and we hear the news about what's going on. So that's what I want to focus on inshallah and um, I'm recording this and it's the last day of Ramadan and it will be Eid tomorrow inshallah but it doesn't seem, you know, um, I was speaking to my neighbour and she was saying I don't feel like celebrating Eid and um, same here, you, you don't feel that how can I be happy and um, uh, be cooking food and g- Giving presents when my um, you know brothers and sisters in Palestine are dying so I thought it's so I've been thinking about this a lot and I just um, so I thought that the main thing is that we do something isn't it and then we can carry on you know we can we we have to carry on with our lives we can't but we don't forget um, what's happening so let's um, I'd first like to just um, there, there was a really good talk I heard by Yasser Gadi, it's on YouTube and um, it's about, it's, it's recently posted up and that was really good, explained about the, the um, Islamic significance of um, Masjid Al-Aqsa and the whole area of Sham. Uh, so that's something I would definitely recommend listening to and also um, he discussed the whole concept of why is it that we have the truth, Islam is the truth, but why are we in such um a difficult situation why is it that we are the ones that are being killed and and we are being oppressed and he he, he discussed it on as the point of um uh Akhidah and um how, how do we view the, what tools does islam give us to um you know um contextualize this idea of why are we not Being given is uh, why in this in this world, so again that's something I would definitely recommend you listening to to help you understand how to uh, contextualize what's going on. But okay, so you you know like me, you're thinking, what can I do now? In the hadith, it's such a famous hadith. It's narrated by Muslim. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, "Whoever among you sees an evil action, let him change it with his hand." By taking action, if he cannot, then with his tongue by speaking out; if he cannot, then with his heart, by hating it and feeling that it is wrong, and that is the weakest of faith. So, using this as our guide, I, and I think we do have to think about what are we capable of, what can we can we do, you know? um, And I'm I'm thinking of as women, you know, uh, what can we do? Whether you're um, single married with children without children you know that, what again what that's the question so okay number one do the and i'm sure you are already doing that so continue doing the because the help of allah will come and as we know you know sincere dua of the believers will be answered and it's up to allah when now the will be answered but we we have to continue doing the don't forget we the muslims of palestine And we could add this to uh, this list, the Uyghurs of China, you know, the Rohingya of Burma, the Syrians, the Iraqis, the Afghanis, the Kashmiris, the Yemenis, yeah? Um, I think the thing that this has just highlighted, reminded me, is that I must not forget my brothers and sisters. I'm in a very privileged situation where I have food, clothing, and and, and that's Elizabeth the one who's blessed me with that. So... I need to be doing du'a because I'm safe and I can do du'a. So that's number one. Okay, number two. Now, what actions can you do? I would say number two is educate yourself. And um, what I mean by that is that um, we need to know the history of j- just understand wh- why is um, why can the settlers just go and steal the land of uh, the Muslims in um, Sheikh Jarrah? Why? Wh- how has it come to that situation? now that may take a little bit of time and that's research you will not get that on um social media there are some alhamdulillah there's a lot of good information out there but you do need to just understand even go back to basics why has israel why does it exist how is it that they were able to take palestine from day one what is it that you know even understanding the history of how um palestine came became an Islamic land again that's our that is our history so again in the full in the next few days weeks gain that knowledge about our history yeah don't let because should will tell you why it's so important is um you will not learn that in school you will not learn that reading the newspapers in this in the UK anyway or US so we have to do that for ourselves you know like reclaim our history um, and so, because as you know, the victors are the ones who, who write history. So that's the second thing I would say. Please educate yourself about that. And then if you have children or you have nieces and nephews, then tell them the history of Palestine. Yeah. Because, again, this is something practically you can do because um, they were well, I, I did. Um, the it was called the palestinian israeli conflict when i did my gcscs uh many moons ago and again the version i was given was not the truth and so this is something in our control it just takes effort and so let's put that effort in so now um okay so again that's one action now then the other action i'd say is that um uh follow so where do you get your news from sorry so for example channel 4 news is very good in the uk al jazeera that's international finding sources of the news that is um more truthful and honest um you know and then i would say here social media i've been getting a lot of news of what's happening in social from social media because so gain get your knowledge and when you are observing the news whether it's from the BBC or the New York Times or reading it on the Guardian be aware that this isn't um you know there's a really famous quote by Malcolm X where he said the media is the most powerful entity on earth they have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent and that's power because they control the minds of the masses so again we need to take back control of our minds and that can only happen if we make a um effort to get sources of news from in you know unbiased you know like for example, al Jazeera, they call it occupied Palestine that's what they 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 don't call it um you know they they call a spade a spade and that's a, and that's a Muslim owned newspaper cha- um media channel. I'm not saying al Jazeera is perfect, but it's much better than they're more honest when it comes to reporting about Muslims. Um, OK, and so now once you've got that information, um, as far as social media, the thing that um, it's interesting that we know that the media has been very deceptive um, as h- how they present um you know, the the news of what's happening, um, you know, you can either say it's um, at worst the actions of media can be described as active support for Israeli policy and at best it can be said that journalists have fallen into the balance trap. This is where journalists ask both sides for their telling of the story and report both in order to claim they are unbiased in their coverage. Um, now, I'm reading, actually, there's a really good website called Traversing Tradition. Um, I've written an article for them previously, and um, I've interviewed, you know, two of their writers. I would say, actually, tra- um, dot com that there was a, a very good article written by Abu Bakr Dawood. Um, and I'm just, I was just reading that. And again, there's a quote from journalism professor Jonathan Foster who said, if someone says it's raining, another person says it's dry, it's not your job to quote them both. Your job is to look out the window and find out which is true. And so he was saying how um, journalists, they will say, oh, we're being unbiased. So they're taking the Palestinian reports and they're taking the Israeli version. But if the Israelis are lying, they won't say that. And that's the thing we need to be start. I've become much more clued up on looking at the language that is being used. And I'm sure you have so describing, you know, al the the invasion and, you know, um, and the terrorist activity of the Israelis. That's what it was. But the newspapers calling it clashes and that somehow that, you know, children are equal to soldiers that that's what was happened that they, they were making out and not describing the peaceful innocent worshippers in a mosque you know imagine that was done to a church or a synagogue it would be reported it would be called a massacre it would be called you know of course it would be called terrorism so but the thing is i think we you already know this I, i'm i'm i don't want to um labor a point here but when we talk um share social media posts that expose this, you know, and call the state of Israel an apartheid state because that's exactly what it is. Call the Israelis um colonizers because that's what they've done. They're colonized. You know, they are white European colonizers who came to Palestine and have are trying to ethnically cleanse the indigenous majority of Palestine. They've they've already achieved that and they're turning into a minority. So um so these are the words that we need to use. Um, and so we should use them. So, um, you know, there's um, people at Key Online. He's been exposing this. Um, now, the other thing that I would say is that there have been... Um, it's interesting that... Um, speaking of social media, some... <coughs> I would say that there were some muslim influences and even other influences really that when the black lives matter um ha- issue happened they were posting and they were talking about it and go- and it's good they were you know anti racism and pro black life but then when it comes to this they're not so if you look at celebrities and influencers that have spoken about um what's happening um it's surprising. For example, Dua Lippa, who's a singer, and the Hadid Sisters, Mia Khalifa, DJ Khalid, the Chile Football Club, Fai Khadra, um they uh, Khabib, um the you know, the MMA um fighter. You know, these are people who have um, you know, said something there's you know Mosalah. Um, Mane, the Liverpool player, there's some other, Riyad Mahrez, um, El Nain, Nainia. Sorry, I probably said that completely wrong, but they're they're a bunch of footballers. So it shows there are people who are willing, Alhamdulillah, who are being brave and using their platforms to expose the atrocities that are happening. Um, you know, even, um, you've got non-Muslims like, um, Trevor Noah, um, you know, a Game of Thrones actress, Pink Floyd's um, a member of Pink Floyd, that's a band. So that shows there are people, <coughs> like you said, who they're using, they can see the injustice, and they're saying something. And uh, although you know now, okay, they may be non-Muslim or they might be doing some things that are wrong, but it just shows their shows their humanity, and they should be. Um, applauded for doing that because it's not easy to, to speak about this in, um, in in such a public way. So alhamdulillah, there are people like that. But I think as Muslims, we need to question, um, you know, the influencers that we're following that are not saying anything about this. You know, I have decided I to I'm unfollowing any influencer, any celebrity who is not going to stand with the Muslims of Palestine. Why am I? following them why am i giving them my time and energy and supporting them if now when it comes to muslim matter which is so black and white you know so clear about right and wrong if they're not um willing to say anything I'm not willing to follow them anymore. You know, there are. So I would suggest you do the same, really, because if we're not going to make a stand now over this issue, what are we going to make a stand over? It's interesting that um, um, Malala Yousafzai gave a, a very neutral statement about a children not being killed, and the thing is that you think she she was um, used by America for propaganda against Islam and Muslims, and. You know, she has such a massive platform; she could say so much, but she's choosing not to. You know, she she won't get harmed in any way. In um, the same way, you've got um, uh, Greta Thun- Thunberg. You know, the environmentalist activist. She did let uh, give a statement, but it was not as forceful as like as what she speaks about when it comes to the environment. And you think, is, does the environment matter more than the lives of Muslims? And here, it's, you know, these are questions we have to ask ourselves. And I think it really, with what's happening, I think it's so important, you know, I'm thinking of, I don't know how many hijabi influencers and, um, are speaking about this. I So I can't comment. I do know Amina Khan, the, um, uh, the, the ex-hijabi influencer. People commented on her um, social media saying, why are you not saying anything? And... Um, it's interesting what she said that... Uh, and again, I'd say go and have a look at her social media to, to check that. But I think this is a time for us to question, who do we follow, who do we put our time and energy into, who do we support? And if they are, like I said, if they're not going to support um, a Muslim cause, why are we supporting them? Yeah? Okay, so now I think... Um, right, another thing that we can practically do is boycott Israeli products. Um... You know, that's something that you can find out uh, uh, which Israeli companies have you bought. Uh, you know, check if a company is Israeli. You know, we all check our dates to see are they from Palestine or are they from Israel? Like I know Tesco sells a lot of um, dates from Israel. Um, so, checking these things, boycotting Israeli products. Um, another practical thing you can do with your hand is donating to Muslim charities. So, all my Welfare Trust. I donate to them. I use them for ev- nearly everything because they have a 100% donation policy. And when it comes to Palestine, again, I trust giving my money to them. So that's another thing that you can do. There's other um, organisations like CAGE who they do campaigns and creating awareness, so supporting them. Um, I think also, um, going back to the influences, you know, there are sh- Islamic sheikhs and scholars who they are speaking about this issue? So I, I'm just gonna give the example of Yasser Gaddafi. He's been very vocal, and he has spoken about how any one who support, you know, the Muslim countries. Um, to be honest, they're not going. I think we're we're not so naive to think Pakistan or Saudi or even Turkey that they will do any kind of intervention as far as any kind of um um. They, they have said words, Erdogan did say things, but um, I'll tell you what's um, interesting is that you have certain sheikhs and scholars who they have supported Saudi and UAE in uh, that they have given them like rubber stamped the fact that UAE, Saudi have normalised relations with Israel. Now, that is a big thing, that to normalise relations, to say our tourists and we're going to have trade with you, and we're going to do um, economic deals. And then you have certain scholars and um, sheikhs who have said it's okay. Now, that is not okay. Now, again, I would say find out who is being pro-UAE, who is being pro-Saudi. Um, And, um, you know, uh, um, account them for that, you know, through social media. Why are you, um, because this is the net result. So what that means, if you're saying it's okay that UAE or Saudi have normalized relations with Israel, you're saying that, and then look at the results. So this is what Israel is doing to the Muslims. How can you, say, legitimize that? I think that is a very valid question. And there are people on social media who are shaming you know, they're so, cool. well, they are scholars. The thing is that this is what's interesting. The scholars, they're Islamic, like when they talk about marriage or um, salah or, you know, Islamic things. They're actually, that content is absolutely fine. It's actually really good. I listen to them. But now when it comes to this, it makes you think, why are you doing this? Don't do this. Yeah, that, that, that's what we want to say to them. Just stick, to keep to Islam. Don't, for uh, who knows why they're doing it, but they shouldn't be doing it um okay going to protests there um again if it's safe uh, to go then go when i i used to go on lots of protests when i was younger and even when i had kids and so as long as it's safe and um then yes do and as far as even if it's organized by non-muslims there are times when we can work together with non-muslims it doesn't mean we're taking on on board Let's, let's say for example it's organized by the left You know, we don't believe in, um, you know, so there might be communists, they might be socialists. It doesn't mean we are going to adopt all their ideas. It's just that they can see the injustice and we are taking part in, let's say, for example, a demonstration. Um, As long as nothing is contradicting Islam there, it's, uh, you know, we can do that in the same way that the Prophet, peace be upon him, in Makkah, he had allies who were non muslim and, again, like I said, you know, there are certain... You know, you've got pop singers and models who... You know, we don't agree with that lifestyle, but they're speaking out against um, the illegal occupation and, the, and they're calling out Israel as, as Zionists, as apartheid, as colonialists. They're being more vocal than some Muslims. You know, this is just... It's, it's quite surprising, you know. But um, now the other... This then comes um just i'm gonna round up soon i think one of the things that this has shown if we look you know when it's election time muslims tell other muslims and i've heard it so many times they'll tell us who to vote that they'll say like in the uk they'll say vote for labor because labor they have a certain interest there they will help us get uh, mosque planning permission or they are better than the Conservatives. Or then some people say no, vote for the Conservatives because they're more family orientated and have family values. Now, if we look at times like this, both the Conservatives and the Labour um, Party—they're showing their true colours. As in, they're not. The leadership is saying is not pro Palestine, is not speaking out against um, what Israel is doing. If anything, it's complete opposite. So at this point, I would then say. We have to think very carefully who did we vote for? Why did we vote for them? um Like, I'll be honest with you, I've never voted in any of the British elections because, for the reason that I can clearly see when it's election time, and you know this as well, they'll want the Muslims to vote for them and they'll promise us things. But when they get into power, what do they do for the Muslims? Even let's say they do something. Um, for our benefit, we we get some benefit out of um, voting for them. But then when you look at what, if they are supplying arms, both Labour and Conservative, they do supply arms to Israel. If they don't give, uh, they aren't um, saying we should have sanctions against Israel, if they're pro-Israel, you have to think for that small, you know, benefit that you got from voting for Labour and getting a particular MP, you have to look at the bigger picture that, Will I be accountable for voting for a government that then takes part in the oppression of the Palestinians? There's a very good speech given by Sister Shazana, who um, uh, works with CAGE, at a Sheffield demonstration for the Palestinians recently. And she spoke, she very clearly outlined how the British government is exp- is linked to Israel and and if, again if you learn the history of the creation of Israel it was the Balfour Declaration um, and they, they were they gave the land of the Palestinians to the Zionists yeah so why do we expect um, anything less from the British government so that was just you know I think we mustn't just think about what's good for me living in UK and the same we could say for US that people said to Muslims vote for Biden but look at what is Biden is silent about this he that it's um he is no ally of the Muslims yeah let's be let's be really clear and intelligent and let's not um think about oh what's in it for me how can I make my life in the UK or US more cushy and um because it's not your—you're you're giving your vote to someone who will is killing Muslims and complicit in killing Muslims. That—that's the bottom line, and so I think we—we we have we have to be much more intelligent now, um, and um, so yes. Yeah, so these are the things that I would say. Are, that there's, oh, you know, a lot of practical things we can do, and you know the so and I think this is a test for us this is a test for the people of palestine and the and we want to pass this test because um you know on the day of judgment we will be asked you will be asked and i will be asked what did you do for you when your brothers and sisters were being killed and being um there and bombed what did you do in your privileged situation and we are so privileged And I want to be able to say I did as much as I could within my capability. And inshallah, I hope that you, I've given you ideas today on what you can do, inshallah. So inshallah, you know, let's raise our hands and do the wa for um, all the Muslims that are being oppressed. And may Allah give them victory. And may Allah give us, um, you know, good Islamic leadership. That will protect. Will be a shield that that will protect the Muslims, just as the Prophet was that shield in Medina, and that you know, if we think of Abu Bakr, Umar, they're the kind of um, strong leaders in Saladin. You know, our history. Uh, you know, I said about educating ourselves. Our um, our situation was so much better in the past. But then, you know, they had trials and how did they overcome them? And that's how we must overcome them. But we we can't just sit on our hands and do nothing. Yeah. And, and don't think you can't do anything. I've just given you a list of things, inshallah, that you can do. So please, if you found this useful, share it with your friends and family. And if not, just take some notes and speak to them about it. Because, um... Alhamdulillah, you know, especially as women, don't think as a woman, you know, I had an interesting discussion with Fatima Barakatullah about the power that women have, you know, and the influence we have. Don't think you, you don't have power and influence. It's just whether you choose to use it and how you choose to use your time, um, inshallah. So take care and inshallah. I hope you, ha- you and your family have a wonderful Eid. And may Allah bless the whole Ummah with a, a peaceful Eid, inshallah. And may Allah protect all our brothers and sisters um, around the world. Okay, take care. Assalamualaikum. Are you looking for a God-conscious husband? Or do you have a friend that is looking for a compatible spouse? Getting married is one of the most important decisions of your life. So before you embark on your marriage journey, you need answers so you have clarity and confidence to find a compatible husband. Smart Single Muslimer is a thought-provoking Muslim marriage guide for Muslim women. In the book, you'll discover how to find a husband, how to find out if you are compatible, what questions to ask a potential spouse, and how to deal with disappointment. Adopting a smart Islamic approach to relationships is about following some simple prophetic principles that will change your habits and attitudes about getting married. If you want honest pre-marriage advice that addresses contemporary issues you're facing, then you will find this book extremely useful. Available to buy on Amazon in Kindle or paperback format.